I'm Jess. And I'm Tiff. And we're your Curious Cousins. Where we talk about everything kooky and spooky in the state of Oklahoma. Welcome to episode 18. Yay! We we had a miss episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> last week. If you feel like episode 17 is missing, it's not really... We just can't count. No. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Or we, I shouldn't say we can't count. We just miscounted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, Jess and I had really exciting weekends this past weekend. We did. We actually haven't seen each other in a couple of oh, weeks. Oh, yeah. We haven't. So it'll be interesting to hear because I'm really interested in to hear about what Jess got to do. She went on a spooky lights tour. I did. With um, Tulsa Spirit Tours. Yeah. My one of my one of my best friends, Kimberly, her for her birthday, I got her um, Tulsa Spirit Tours creepy light tour tickets. And it was it was actually a lot of fun. It was the same bus that we took for the um uh ghost tour dolls and all yeah yeah Yeah. and um it was really neat she just talked about different creepy christmas stories from around the world as we were driving around we went and looked at christmas lights and um fun we were over there by woodward park philbrook that area and swan lake Mm -hmm. and close to over there and stopped one girl um has been doing hot chocolate for like seven years terry's oh, been stopping there and yeah getting off but i didn't have any cash on me oh, apparently rats. it's like the best hot chocolate ever yeah. um so i definitely want to go back next year just because it was a lot of fun it was fun to see the lights yeah and, um oh there was one thing though oh what <laughs> So when I drove uh-huh. and when we were driving, I accidentally turned on the wrong street and I turned over there by the um, Tulsa Garden Club. Yeah. Or- yeah. Like the Rose Garden yeah, the Rose and stuff Garden, and then Master yeah. Gardeners is back yeah, behind I, there. I turned um, on a street between that and like where um, residential uh-huh. housing and there were cars that were parked just all along both sides of the street and that area the streets are narrow (laughs) yeah and anyway something was going on Mm -hmm. we i thought at first i thought it was the philbrook festival Mm -hmm. of lights because it's right in that area yeah um no it wasn't (laughs) i'm sitting here driving there's people walking in the middle of the streets they're not moving, which I thought was rude. <laughs> and Kimberly sees a camel in someone's yard. A, ca- a, a camel? camel? A live camel. Did it have like a live nativity scene? Well, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> no. Oh. So we finally get through. Sorry, I'm trying mm-hmm. to be quick with this. We finally get through. We go and we're gone the tour. We don't think anything else about it, right? <laughs> We should have. How can you not? How can you forget about a camel? Well, I was just, I mean, when you're on the tour, you're not like, oh, oh, hey, by the way, Terry, best friend Terry, um, <laughs> there's clogged streets with a camel walking around. Did you around. pass just the camel? It just didn't even yeah. register. We turned down a street. It was way worsely packed oh than when gosh. 
Kimberly and I were there. Uh-huh. I think it was a different street, but they, it was like they had moved. <laughs> they were like, they were carolers. Oh. They were walking carolers. With a camel? With a camel. And apparently they do it every year. But there was no like, there were these people in golf carts clogging the road. Tiffany, <laughs> let me tell you. First, we get stuck because there's so many people in front of us that we can't get through. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We were probably sitting there 20 to 25 minutes on this road. And then oh my there's gosh. people behind us and we're in this bus. So we can't back out. Oh, you were in the bus, we were not in the like bus. not like in your our car. Our tour had started. Oh, okay. And we were in this neighborhood. Oh my gosh. So... Terry gets oh off the bus. Oh, my gosh. And she's trying to be like, can you guys, like, move along? You know, there's nothing blocking the road saying that there's something going on. You're yeah. supposed to have a permit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so she gets off. Some random lady oh who gosh. was in one of those bougie golf carts. <laughs> now, if you're this person, I'm sorry, but you made me angry. <laughs> she walks up to the driver of the bus. Oh, my God. Like, and asks if he can turn off his headlights. And Terry was like, absolutely not. That is a safety hazard. That's liability. Like, no, right. we can't turn the lights that's off. That's a bus full of people. And she's like, and that's for your safety and for our safety. Yeah. And the the girl goes, well, I guess you'll be sitting here a while then. <gasps> yeah. So, of course, that didn't make Terry happy. So she gets back off the bus because she came back on, you know. Yeah. Well, anyway, so when she's off trying to get to the main guide he has like one of those megaphone things yeah and ask them to like you know we're trying to get through we didn't know this was over here we're having this tour we need buy and so he's trying to get the people to like part like the red sea so that we can <laughs> be like moses and go through <laughs> this random drunk lady oh, gosh. comes up to the bus and says hey do you have a crapper on that thing <gasps> except she didn't use crapper if you know what I mean. <laughs> and the guy was like, uh, no. And I wouldn't let you on if I did. Right. Oh, my gosh. So, but anyway, so the ghost tour, or not ghost tour, the creepy tour. Um, she talked about Krampus. Yeah. Yule Cat. Um, an Italian witch lady that I can't remember the name of. There's a lot of names I can't pronounce. And it was just interesting because she talked about all over the different. Oh, that's fun. Different parts of the world. So it was fun. I definitely, we definitely need to go back. Yeah. Yeah. I want to. Anyway, that was my creepy light tour. (laughs) (laughs) That was how fun. I was trying to make that quick, but. How fun. Well, earlier that day, I had taken my boys to the Overholzer Mansion to have breakfast with Santa. So and much fun. It was such a great experience. My sister and her kids were there. My mom came and we arrived and we got to eat breakfast in the carriage uh-huh. house. How was it? How was the breakfast? It was, was it good? good. It was good. They had, okay, 
chicken and waffles is like one oh, of my very yum. favorite foods. And uh-huh. they had chicken and waffle kebabs. <gasps> oh, they were so yum. good. And then they drizzled the maple, maple syrup, syrup on it. Ooh. And they had these little teeny tiny quiches. And my bubba, he ate a quiche for the first time. Uh-huh. And it was so funny because he didn't eat the crust. And I was <laughs> sure that that was the part that he was going to like. Eat, yeah. But he ate the whole thing. What ate, was in it? Um, Just eggs and spinach, I think. Oh, okay. And maybe some bacon. I think there was some bacon in it too. Um, and there was a bunch of fruit. And then they had hot chocolate and lemonade and mimosas and uh, these really delicious Christmas cookies Ooh. that you could eat. Yum. And when you were finished with breakfast, they had some exotic animals uh-huh. in the carriage house. And so the boys got to pet a baby kangaroo. <gasps> they like swaddled it and held it in their arms. Oh, and then they got to touch a banana python and a lemur oh wow and where did they come from i guess there was a farm i I feel bad i didn't pick up one of their cards but there's some sort of exotic zoo that travels to different parties in oklahoma city it was just a lot of fun and Uh they got to touch some sort of lizard i forgot now gross (laughs) <laughs> so then when you were ready you can uh-huh. walk over to the mansion and they walked we walked through the house and actually two of the news channels were there filming oh, and we cool. literally had to like walk behind one to go oh. inside the house so and you weren't so, on tv i mean maybe but oh, it was oklahoma city yeah so. we didn't watch it so yeah so we went and we walked around the downstairs and I showed the boys uh-huh. like, oh, you know, this is how they used to listen to music. This uh-huh. is where the front door was. This is what their kitchen used to look like. Yeah. This is what they're like. They were so fascinated with the range, the oven and oh, stove yeah. and the refrigerator. Oh, how funny. And um, then I showed them like the warming pans uh-huh. and then we walked through the dining room and all the dishes were kind mm-hmm. of different from when we had gone. Oh, were they more like Christmassy? Yes. I was going to ask you, was was it decorated oh like, yes so pretty, yes it was I'm, really like, decorated there was like a tree in most of the rooms downstairs and they were really prettily did decorated them through the nursery i did oh oh yeah so we went upstairs to the second floor uh-huh. and we got in line and they visited santa he was on the second floor yeah oh okay. and he was in the, kind of where so when you walked up the landing and we stood there where i had that weird experience yes. and then you walked back up to the second floor yes. and there was kind of that opened area yeah across from the guest bedroom Uh uh-huh that's where santa was set up okay so this santa was really great like my boys they had little photo props that you Uh could use for the picture so both my boys pick these like gaudy looking glasses (laughs) oh how funny and they walked over to santa and santa looked at my youngest and said oh those are some cool glasses can i try them on (laughs) do you want to switch oh and took his glasses off gave them to Babu. He put them on uh-huh. and Santa put on his glasses. Aww. And then they took pictures. Yeah. And so my oldest, the Bubba, was standing there and Santa looked at him and said, do you want to switch glasses with me too? Can I try yours on? Aww. And so there's pictures of both of them uh-huh. I with think Santa's you sent me glasses. one. I was like, that is so yes. cute. Uh, my sister's kids went and then my mom had asked if all five of them could get their picture taken. Uh-huh. And 
and Santa crawled down on the floor Aww. with them and let my let them all three just gather in real close to yeah. him. And it was just he was the sweetest man. That's so. And special. I was so like it really made my heart happy, uh-huh. and my boys were just thrilled. Uh-huh. And we walked through all the bedrooms. They mm-hmm. were super fascinated with the bathroom. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Hashtag boys. Right. <laughs> and they, in the nursery, uh-huh. all those dolls were gone. There was like two. What did they do with them? I don't know, but they were all gone. There was like the potty chair and the crib and then one doll sitting in a rocking chair. And that was it. Gross. And I was like, where are these all? Did at? you ask them? No, because they were all being interviewed at the time. Oh, all the, of the news Official channels. peoples. Yeah. And I was just like, where are all these dolls? Just knowing they were lurking around a corner, going to pop out at me anytime because now I'm back. Right. So, yeah, it was fun. And then up on the third floor, Mm -hmm. they had the craft and they uh, got to make the craft. Uh, They made little gingerbread houses. Oh, fun. And it was really cool because the director Uh of the Overholsa Mansion, he came upstairs and was like talking with everybody. And he goes, hey, Santa's about to leave. But crazy thing, he told me that one person in this room here is on the naughty list. (gasps) And my youngest looks at him and... And goes, it's probably us. And points to his big brother who looks like he has just been run over by a bus and was like, what? And that director got so tickled and was just dying laughing. And was I was it like, the same guy that we had met. Yes. Okay. Did and he I was remember like, you? I, I don't know. I think so. Maybe. I don't know. He was so busy. I didn't want to like bother yeah. him. And so he was just, I just looked at him. I was like, well, at least he's honest. <laughs> <laughs> but then Santa, before he left, he came upstairs and uh-huh. like looked at all the kids' gingerbread houses yeah. and commented on them. So oh, it was a really special. cool experience. That's and they're so going to be, the Overholster Mansion said they were going to do it every year. So I'm really looking forward to doing it again and visiting it again and seeing how it changes. Uh And it's really a cool, cool event. So, yeah, that's what we did. Well, that's really special. Yeah, I think so. And I I think that's so neat when they make it so fun like that. Yeah. when the Santa is so willing to interact. And and he didn't make them feel rushed yeah. or like, oh, you better hurry up and tell me what. He really took the time to really, you know, what would you like? Oh, and like talk to them about yeah. what they wanted. That makes a good sense. And because like both my boys want a bike and he was like, oh, do you know how to ride a bike? Do you need a helmet? You know, oh, oh do you ride with or with training? Like he uh-huh. really took the time to discuss the whatever Logistics it was that they wanted. The- yeah. And so I think it really made the boys feel heard. Yeah. And which, you know, I mean, it's Santa, but I think it was a really good experience for them. I'm glad. So, yeah, it was fun. fun. It was a fun time. Nice. So, well, this episode is a paranormal episode. It's not a Christmassy paranormal one because I don't really know of any Oklahoma Christmassy paranormal type things. I don't either. I just am covering a place here in Oklahoma and you are too. Do you want to go first? Sure. Sure. I am covering the Seminary Hall at Northeastern State University in Tahlequah. Nice. I have never been 
to NSU. I have had lots of friends who've gone to NSU and I've heard great things about the school. I've just never been there. So it's definitely a place I would love to check off my list. I've been a couple of times. A good friend I had in high school, her and I went to go visit another friend Mm -hmm. that we graduated with. And she went there for at least two years, I think. And we went a couple of times, like stayed a weekend with her, but I didn't know it was haunted. So it was just like a... It has some fascinating history. It's a pretty campus. Yes. And that alone, just the history of it and knowing when it started is just really great because it is one of the oldest institutions, college institutions in the United States. Oh, oh, in the United States. in the United States. Okay, not just Oklahoma. Well, that's cool. Um, My sources were Erie, Oklahoma. Guys, if you have not bought this (laughs) book yet by Heather Woodward, I don't know what you're doing. You've got to go buy this book. It is fantastic. And then I read an article from the Tahlequah Daily Press by Renee Fight from October 26, 2015. Nice. So some history background about NSU and Seminary Hall. The current Seminary Hall was built in 1889 by a St. Louis architect, C.E. Ilsley. NSU is the oldest higher education institution in Oklahoma and west of the Mississippi River. Oh, nice. 25 of the student population is native there. It is the fourth largest university in Oklahoma. And between the years of 1846 and 1851, I had some conflicting dates with Mm -hmm. my sources. This was actually the Cherokee National Female Seminary School. Oh, I think I've heard that. So that is when it it opened between 1846 and Mm -hmm. 1851. And the seminary school was opened after the Native people were moved to Indian Territory. Mm -hmm. There was also a male seminary school opened the same year. This Mm -hmm. one just happened to be female. It was originally located in the town of Park Hill, which is right outside of Tahlequah. It's like a little Mm -hmm. suburb of Tahlequah. But on Easter Sunday of 1887, the building burned down and moved to its current location in Tahlequah. Oh, okay. So in 1909, this is after statehood, Mm -hmm. the seminary school becomes a teacher training school for Oklahoma. It's named the Northeastern Oklahoma Normal School. And it's so weird. Why do they call teaching schools normal? I've seen that in a lot of sources <laughs> all over the country. And I'm like, teachers aren't normal. <laughs> yeah, and what does that mean? I don't know. Exactly. I, it's like the weirdest thing. The state of Oklahoma actually purchased the school from the Cherokee Nation. In 1921, it was renamed to Northeastern State Teachers College because now it had become a four-year state college. Mm-hmm. Again, in 1939, it was renamed the Northeastern State College. Mm -hmm. In 1974, it was renamed Northeastern Oklahoma State University. And in 1985, it finally became Northeastern State University or Northeast State University. That's a lot of name changes. Yes. Yes. Northeast State University. Sorry. Um, The campus is 200 acres. Oh. The original seminary school is now an academic building. It's the Seminary Hall. They offer 69 undergraduate degrees, 18 graduate and 13 pre-professional degrees and the student to teacher ratio is 26 to 1. So if you like smaller schools I would definitely recommend it. Again Seminary Hall which is where we're really going to start focusing. Mm -hmm. It was built in 1889 after the original building had 
burned. It is built in the Romanesque revival style with Ooh. fortresses, fortress-like turrets and a clock tower. Oh. In 1994, it was completely restored. Okay. The whole building. And then in 2020, the building was renovated and updated. They had salvaged wood and bricks from other 1800-type homes oh. uh, to match the original wood and bricks that they needed that they needed to replace. That's cool. Yeah. That's really I thought that was cool. really neat. Are we ready for some ghosties? Hit me. All right. There are five famous Native artists known as the Kiowa Five mm-hmm. who painted the murals on the hall's entryway and upstairs. Cool. Two of the artists decide to paint during the night because it was quieter and not busy. I mean, it's a college. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. While painting, the two heard running footsteps and a little girl giggling. (gasps) Oh, gross. No, 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 no. It gets worse. Children giggling. They saw no one. Oh, man. So. I don't know what it is about kids. Kid ghost. So the two went to investigate, thinking there was somebody in the building. They found no one. And upon returning to their work area, their paintbrushes were missing. Later, they found them down the hall. The next day, the two artists told the dean that they would not be painting at night again. I don't blame them one, but at least they were together. Right, right. They could have somebody who'd back up their story. Right. Ew, gross. The most popular ghost that I found and read about is Florence Wilson. She, Flor- Florence? Florence okay. Wilson, yes. Sorry. She was the principal for 26 years during the years 1875 and 1901. I don't know if I would want to... Stay in my work <laughs> occupation after I've gone. <laughs> but that's just me. Right, right. She lost her fiance during the Civil War and never got over the loss. Mm-hmm. She mourned him the remainder of her life and was often dressed in black. Mm-hmm. Her fiance's name was Pleasant Cannon. <laughs> oh, man. That's a name. <laughs> right. Um, he was reported to have been shot while stealing horses. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Hmm, Okay. So there is a Civil War gravestone that Mm -hmm. bears his name, but it was unclear who he was stealing horses for or against. I was going to ask. And if it had anything to do with the actual war. Yeah. yeah, I I didn't find that out. Because of this, Florence disliked men for the rest of her life. Her ghost is said to guard the stairs to the rooms that used to be the dorms. Men obviously couldn't go up to the girls' dorms, so the ghost still believes this to be true men who do go up to the rooms they're now offices mm-hmm. feel nauseated oh, uneasy man. like they aren't supposed to be there oh no her ghost also mans her old apartment <laughs> again this is an office area she is said to make male staff members feel unwelcome and uncomfortable to the point that most will eventually move out of the office oh my gosh so that is florence she's the one that most people see and come in contact with uh-huh. i would assume that if you were male there's a probably a higher chance that you would actually I, get to meet her i think that's interesting that because her fiance died in the silver war that she now <laughs> hates men right and it's like maybe she she is upset about it because he died and then she was forced to have to work as a principal for 26 years. I mean, could be. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? 
Um, another ghost just goes by the name of Floyd. I couldn't find his last name. He was the former custodian of the school who was said to just be at work one day and fell down the elevator shaft. Oh, no. He's said to haunt the second and fifth floor. He's a very mischievous spirit. Uh-oh. He's said to move around the canned food. He knocks things over, removes posters from the walls. Did you say sound move like... around the canned food? Yeah. <laughs> Canned food from where? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Staff members say it's funny, but also annoying, kind of like a little brother. Yeah. Kind of oh. sounds like more like a poltergeist to me. <laughs> um, some other wild things, ghostly, mm-hmm. spooky things. The writing center is in that building, and lights will suddenly turn on at 8 p.m. Or when pe- people want the lights to come on, they won't turn on at all. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. A little girl has... Oh, here we go again. Oh, a little girl has been heard singing hymns. Nope, 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 nope. I no. thought giggling was bad. Singing hymns, I think, are no, spooky. I think that would be worse. I, I think that would 100% be worse. Uh, the writing center was at one time a chapel. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know why there would be little girls there, but maybe, I don't know. Grat- well, would it have anything to do with the the one building that burned down, or is that something completely it, different? Yeah, it's different, and it's way it's it's in Park Hill, oh, okay. and they moved it to Tahlequah. That's right. That's right. Graduate students will leave and see that a light has been left on in a room. However, when they get to their cars, the light will be off. Oh, gross. <laughs> I know, right? Yuck! On the top floor, doors of course open and close on their own. Orbs are the most photographed and videoed, and I'm going to post some of the pictures on our socials because there's tons of pictures of orbs. They're about tennis ball sized, floating and moving up and down the hallway, and there's said to be 10 to 20 balls of light at one time, and they follow you. Oh, 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 no. Uh, there's no sounds related to the orbs, so experts in this field say that the orbs are people who have chosen to stay here in death. And I'd never heard that before, so mm. it's interesting. If you can't see anything, mm-hmm. your hair will stand up and you'll feel something, much like my overholster yeah, experience I was say, that day. That's what it sounds like. They have never experienced any malicious feeling ghosts. They just seem to be curious and want to check everything out, except for Florence. Yeah, I mean, she she's not like mean, mean, but <laughs> she does make you uncomfortable yeah. if you're male. The third floor is the most haunted. They hear lots of running footsteps and lights going off and on. Staff members say that odd sounds and smells are normal. Oh, gosh. Uh, in 2014, NSU did have a paranormal society that was founded there by April McDaniel. Oh, that's interesting. It actively investigates paranormal reports and fact checks with re- with research, uh-huh. which is now something that I kind of want to look into. Like, what other universities have a paranormal society? I bet paranormal there's more society. than we think. I hope so, yeah. And if you know someone who is a member or you're a member, we'd love to talk to you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I'd love to hear what yeah, you have to say. Yeah, exactly. Or if you're a paranormal, you know, member, paranormal society member yeah. at a different university, that'd be yeah. fantastic to talk to. I didn't know that that was like a niche, so. Yeah, I didn't either. But yeah, honestly. so that's Seminary Hall at NSU. Nice. Thanks. I, I liked that. Thanks. I don't know if mine will be quite as 
<laughs> crazy, but I did the Rock Island Rooming House. Oh. So my sources are Ghost and Legends of Oklahoma by Mike Ricksecker. Okay, just to preface, we last week, or not last week, the last time we were together, we were talking about where our great grandmother used to live. <laughs> Yes. So I asked my mom because I was like, mom, Tiff says it this way, which I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just because I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. And you, we always said it like this. So do you know how you're actually supposed to say it? Do you know anyone who still lives there? Well, our moms have a cousin named Jan uh-huh. that still lives there. Yeah. So my mom called her. Oh. I was like, how do you say this? Warrika. I was you close to right. being right. I was right. Warrika. Warrika. And I was like, okay. And my mom told her that we have this podcast and that I was asking like how you actually pronounce it. Yeah. And Jan said, well, you know, when we were younger, I just thought you guys were, or well, she thought my mom was making fun of them. Oh, no. Because the way she, she, because my mom would always call it Warica. Yeah. And that's how she said I think my grandpa our, would, or that, our grandpa would say, grandpa would say Oh, it. I swear that's how our grandmother said it. Well, I, grandma yeah. might say it that way, but it that maybe way. grandpa said it a different way. Oh. I don't know. I, I don't remember. Either. I don't remember him ever honestly. saying it. Yeah. So, but my mom's like, no, that's just, my dad always said it that way. <laughs> and that's how I said it. I didn't realize that it was wrong. Oh my gosh. So it's Warica. Warica. Yeah. Yes. Warica. That's what we're talking about. That's where we're going. <laughs> I always have to like think when I say it. Now so you're like say. conscious about it. Yeah. Warica is allegedly one of Oklahoma's most haunted small towns. Is it really? I don't know. By Haley Sroka from onlyinyourstate.com and it was published on April 29th, 2021. Uh, they do have, it does seem like they have a lot of history. I will say though, because I- It's a very, very old town for very, sure. Very, very old. Yes. And um, when I was talking to my mom about it, she I told her like one of my sources and that it said that it was one of the- most haunted small towns in right. Oklahoma. And uh, cousin Jan was like, really? <laughs> like she had no idea. <laughs> so I was like, that's just according to this. I don't know. <laughs> so if you guys know out there, we are not know. paranormal experts by any means. No. <laughs> Ghosts serve as hosts at Rustic Tea Room near Warica by Lisa <laughs> Osterman from the Oklahoman, published May 1st, 1994, and Warica from Oklahoma <laughs> Historical Society at okhistory.org. There we go. So, and I'm going to be saying like that because I'm trying to think of... <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to not laugh. It's fine if you do. All right. So just a little bit of background to set the scene. The Rock Island Railroad had its beginning in 1845 when James Grant wanted to connect the Mississippi River Port, Rock Island, to the Illinois and Michigan Canal in LaSalle, Illinois. When Grant's vision expanded westward, the Rock Island Railroad became credited with constructing the first man-made bridge over the Mississippi River in 1856. This new structure had many controversies surrounding it though <laughs> shortly after it was built oh, remember when we talked about steamboats last week yes yeah. <laughs> shortly after it was built a steamboat crashed into it oh gosh 
It continued operation, uh, its continued operation was challenged in court, but a lawyer for Rock Island, any guesses who? <laughs> no. A Mr. Abraham Lincoln. Oh, wow. He successfully saved the bridge and the construction of future bridges. So Lincoln also patented a device to buoy vessels over shoals and remains the only president to have held a patent. That's so cool. It is cool. I thought that was really neat. By the 1880s, the moniker Pacific was added to the title of the railroad and a line to Colorado Springs was completed in 1888. I swear all of this is related. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's <laughs> um, fa- I mean, it's good to know the background. Track rights to Denver were acquired in 1889. A connection with Southern Pacific happened a few, a few years later. And by the mid-1890s, Rock Island was concentrating on building south through the new developing territory in Oklahoma, going right through Warica. Prior to Warica's funding, the 98th Meridian separated the Chickasaw Nation from the Comanche, Kiowa, and Apache reservations. Oh, yeah. Warica was established when the reservation was open for settlement on August 6, 1901. There are... Okay. <laughs> there are some discrepancies. I was curious. Okay. To... F- to know where Warica got its name. I was literally just thinking that and going to ask you if you had figured out where it got its name from. Well, I've got some answers for you, so you can take what you will. Yes. So there are some discrepancies on where Warica got its name. One source said that, okay, and I might say this wrong. I'm not quite sure how you say it. Okay. It looks like Monica. It's M-O-N-E-K-A. Monka? I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. One source said that Monica was the first name for the present day Warica from 1895 to 1898. Oh, interesting. That it changed names? Yes. One source says that the name Warica is the anglicized version of a Comanche compound word, which I'm not going to try and pronounce. (laughs) But the word means worm eater. Worm eater. Worm eater. And presumably refers to the early European settlers whose plowing humorously resembled digging for worms. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious because this is why. A couple other sources claim that Warica means, quote, clear or pure water oh and some unidentified native american language it's not specified which native american tribe it comes from <laughs> it's it's one of those where we're, who wants to be known as worm eaters right so I right see them right wanting to see like oh no our name means this <laughs> we did not name it we have a book called Names and Places, which I think I'm going to grab and see what it says. Okay, yeah. One we do, because I looked in it. Okay, this says Warica, designated county seat of Jefferson County on February 24th, 1912, seat? by proclamation of the governor, post office established June 28th, 1902, named by M.A. Lowe of the Rock Island Railroad as an adaption of an Indian word meaning pure water. <laughs> So, so not worm eaters. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, you're not convinced. I'm not. But take what you will. Worm eaters are pure, clear water. You you take your pick. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Shortly after Warica was established, the Rock Island Railroad connected through designating Warica as a flag station. As a what? Flag station. Oh. Me not knowing anything related to trains. Me neither. 
had to look what a flag station was. I was going to ask you what that was. For those who are like me and Tiff, who don't know, a flag station is a railroad station where trains stop only when a flag or other signal is displayed or when the passengers are to be discharged. And it's also called a flag stop. Oh. So that's... The more you know. That's right. The first train stopped in Warica in January 1902. For many years, the railroad was important to the community, transporting cattle, cotton, and and also hay to the market. Just a little kind of side note. Our great-grandparents, they lived in Warica, mm-hmm. and uh, our grandpa, Ray, passed away there, and him and our great-grandma are buried there. And it's kind of... I don't really remember him that much. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind Mm -hmm. of do. But the one thing I do remember is we were actually living in California at the time when he passed away. And I remember my mom flying back to Oklahoma to attend his funeral. Yeah. And then she flew back. But that's really one of the only things I really remember. We visited him a lot. My mom was really close with that set of grandparents. Oh, yeah. And um, so we did visit them a lot, a lot. So I do remember going there a lot. I Um, remember going after he passed. Like, uh, um, we would go down and see Granny Lou. Oh, yeah. I don't Um, really remember much with Grandpa Ray. I was trying to think. His parents were in a land run Mm -hmm. and I can't remember if he was in one two or because I believe he was born in 1904 or 05 I wonder if grandma knows maybe we might need to ask her yeah so because uh, I'm almost positive that his parents were in a land I think both his parents and our great-grandmother's parents were in mm-hmm. land runs, which would make sense. It was right, right around that time period. Yeah. I, yeah. Interesting. And also, the other thing that I, re- I remember, when we would go down and visit Granny Lou, you know, there was a... We would go play in the backyard a lot. Yes, yes. And you always had to watch out for the stickers or yes. goat heads, whatever they're called. We would also... There was a railroad yes. that her backyard yes, butted up was. to. And we would always... Uh, beg for like quarters mm-hmm. or pennies yes. so that we could go lay it on the tracks and just wait for the train to come through. We would just so lay we rocks could... on the tracks, which now in hindsight was not safe at all. <laughs> I don't remember doing rocks, but yeah. we did get, we would get like coins to go put on there because we just couldn't wait to see it get flattened by the by the train. And then once it passed, we'd run up there and go get it because yeah. it literally butted up to the train tracks. Yes, it did. And it makes me wonder if that's the same train track. It makes me wonder if that was the same train track. It, it probably was. The original. It probably was. Rockford Island, or Rock Island Railroad. So it probably was. I thought that was, was kind of cool. I just always remember, too, they had those pecan tree groves and we'd be out there. Oh, yeah, and that's right. Our grandfather would make me pick up these dang pecans <laughs> all the time yeah you know now that you mentioned that i do remember him making us go out there a couple of times to go pick pecans yeah and then he's probably the one who was like i'll give you a quarter if you go do it you can put it on the train tracks <laughs> we went they, did, they had like an orchard back there i think it was like apples wasn't yeah. it yeah 
And there was, yeah. Or maybe peaches. I can't remember now. It might have been both, actually, that you say that. Because they both kind of sound familiar. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't either. Well, anyway. Uh, to accommodate travelers, a boarding house and a restaurant known as the Rock Island Rooming House was constructed alongside the tracks. So let's talk just a little about the house. The boarding house is the only structure of its kind still in existence and has been renovated. It's previously been the Monica Mall and Tea Room. There's that name again. I think I've been there. And it's now known as Nancy's Antiques. I think our grandmother took me and Miranda there one time. Really? Yeah, my sister had like a soccer tournament or something. And so I was staying with um, our grandparents. And then for some reason, Miranda was staying there too, because I don't know if her brother and parents had something to do. Uh And we ended up having to go to Warika for, I think, a family reunion. Oh, okay. And um, I'm pretty sure our grandma took us there and because it had like a little shop inside of it where they could look through Beanie Babies. Oh, Oh, the Beanie Babies. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get to go. We didn't get to make it out there, down there that often because for us at that time, it was over a four hour drive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was... And we usually went in the summer. But yeah. The house is rumored to be haunted. And according to local lore, seven people were murdered there in earlier days. Oh. In one news article, Nancy Way, who owned the building when it was Monica Mall and Tea Room, and I also assume she's the Nancy of Nancy's Antiques. Makes sense. Makes sense. Don't know for sure, but I'm guessing. (laughs) Anyway. Don't quote me there. Nancy points out the historical significance of the boarding house, which encompasses more than just its railroad heritage. So the house lies on the 98th Meridian, like I said earlier, Uh which once separated Oklahoma Territory and Indian Territory. Oh, interesting. And the famed Chisholm Trail crossed the area only one mile west. One other fact adds plausibility to a rumor that the old building might be haunted. Ooh. Before statehood, this area was known as the Badlands, according to Nancy Way. Outlaws came into Oklahoma from Texas to evade lawmen, and some of them took refuge at the boarding house. And this seems legit to me because we all know Oklahoma loves its outlaws. And if you think about it, depending on which way you go, if you take OK-79 from Warica to Texas, it's only about a 10 to 15 minute drive. Yeah, it's literally right across the border. Texas is right there. And if you take US-81 south, it's only like a 22 minute drive. Yes, yes. And I mean, that's in a car. And I still, it still wouldn't be that far even on a horseback or train. Yeah. So... We always took 81, Highway 81. So you ready to get spooked? Always. Maybe. (laughs) We'll see how spooky it is. You know me. I like to get spooked. So one story is that in the early days of the boarding house, a robber paraded into the dining room. Paraded in. Paraded into it in the dining room with his pistol out and tried to rob everyone who was there. Well. The burly railroad men. Oh. Not my words. Burly. The burly railroad men staying there that night were going to have none of it and overwhelmed the perpetrator. In a surprise to everyone there, the robber was shot and killed during the tussle. It was a surprise that he that he got shot because yeah apparently but there was was a bunch of burly men there. (laughs) I didn't think about that. I don't know why people are surprised. I mean... What did you think was going to happen? Well, 
you know, just wait for it. Okay, okay. There's probably a reason why they were surprised. He was shot and killed Mm -hmm. in the tussle. The railroad men didn't want to get in trouble, so they quickly loaded the body aboard one of the boxcars and walked away from the scene. Well. So there's your, (laughs) we didn't know. It was just a surprise that this happened. Was it one of, and, and, now, here's my question. Okay. Were the only patrons at the boarding house that night just railroad men? Or were there other patrons there as well? Right, because right. Good I can, question. Because I can see if it was just the railroad men, they could all collectively as a group decide not to say anything yes, about yes. the robbery gone bad. But if there was other patrons, then what? Like, was how it? Did, how did you silence them? Exactly. Was it one of those things where the people who were being robbed decided as a group that they weren't going to say anything because wasn't going to say anything about the robber being killed because, you know, he robbed the, him the or he attempted to rob him? Yeah. And the railway men were like protectors. Yeah. That or makes sense. was it a snitches get stitches and end up in ditches kind of <laughs> situation? Get stitches. You know what I mean? I mean,. They didn't have any problem putting him on a boxcar. I mean, like, see ya. Right. They wouldn't have any problem putting anybody else on there, I imagine. Anyway, I digress. The train left the station with the murdered man stowed away. Others, further up the line, found the body aboard the train and buried the robber in an unmarked grave. Here's my other question. Oh, great. Like... Did they, were they just like, oh. Oh, it's a body. It's a body. Okay. I guess we'll bury it. We'll like, bury were there it. no, was there no, like, inquisition about Questions? it? Like, Please where, tell me that wasn't normal. Uh, who knows? It's believed that to this day, his spirit joins several other specters who have you lost think? their lives at the boarding house. You think? I haven't come across any more of those stories. Like, it mentioned there was other people murdered there or yeah. died there, but I haven't seen anything. So, for our family and friends, and those who we want to be our friends <laughs> that live there. All y'all. All y'all. If you have or know any of those stories, please contact us at curiouscousinsok at gmail.com. We would love to hear. Slide into those... our DM, DMs at curiouscousinsok on Instagram. We want to know because I, I didn't see anything else. Just okay. that there yeah. were these murders. So hit us up. Nancy Way also talked about occurrences of mysterious voices, footsteps in empty rooms, and sudden chills in the air. Nope. Experienced by herself, family members, and guests. Don't you be trying to talk to me. Nancy said, quote, we had an old royal typewriter downstairs. Oh, you'll love this. I can already hear it in my head. I can hear it right now. Yep. We, We had an old royal typewriter downstairs. I'd be alone in another room and would hear this typewriter a key at a time. Nope. 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 That's what I'm saying. Three days. Put a piece of paper in there and see what they're saying. Right? I want to know. Yeah. Why did they not think of that? Because they're not us, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Three days before the house was set to reopen, Nancy and Jimmy Way were painting upstairs. They repeatedly heard the wooden beads that separated the kitchen from no! the dining area no. jangle. Ooh, I can hear that sound in my head, too. Mm-hmm. Thinking it was the plumber, they went downstairs <laughs> only to find nobody there. And the doors were locked. Nope. Another time, 
While electrical wiring was being installed, the fuse box was pulled out and there was no power to the home. Nancy said that the lights kept fading on and off. She has no explanation for the reason. Oh my gosh. One room upstairs used to house a small art gallery and has reportedly given people the chills. Nancy thinks that something violent happened there long ago. And I'm like, hmm, no thank you. I want to go now. Most of the haunts occur on the north and east sides on all floors and have become more prevalent since the recent remodel to Nancy's Antiques. Well, because they're stirring it all up. Stirring it up. People feel a distinct chill when they enter the shop as if they're crossing the threshold into the other side of the veil. No, I don't like that. I don't like that. Scripted words for a chill. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like that. Disembodied voice and footsteps are heard throughout and old typewriters have begun operating on their own. One story from probably around 30 years ago, the owner would walk out to her car at night after turning the lights out in the building only to find the lights had been turned back on. Hey, that's like NSU. Yep. One source said the old robber may have had an unsuccessful criminal career, but thus far (laughs) he's been a pretty successful ghost. Oh my gosh. First off, ghost, <laughs> y'all aren't paying the electricity bill. Right. Turn the lights off and keep them off. Or if the lights are on, leave them alone. Or if you're going to be doing that, make sure there's some treasure somewhere that's worth right to cover it. I ain't pay trying to bills. pay your bills here. <laughs> anyway, that's you all jerks. I have. That's all I've got. I did want to say it does sound like we might need to make a trip down to Warica. And I'll make my mom come with us. Well, my mother goes a lot with our grandmother to clean gravestones. Oh. So also, though, apparently... We have an excuse to go. We, we do have an excuse to Clean go. some gravestones. We do. Apparently, the old train depot is haunted as well. Oh. And it's, and it's actually now the public library. And they <gasps> oh. allegedly have a picture of a ghost who haunts it. So we might need to go and ask some questions yes. and see if we can see this picture. I wish it wasn't so far away. I know. We just might have to suck it up one yeah. week and leave early and go down there. Yeah. Although I can see my mom being like, I'll go and then our grandma will come and then we'll have to go meet family. <laughs> we love you, family. We, we do love, love you. you. We love you lots. Nothing against the family down in Oregon. Do you love Oregon. us? That's the question. Because we're you the. you do, tell them where to find us. We're the kooky and spooky ones <laughs> at CuriousCousinsOkay at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram at CuriousCousinsOkay. We are on Facebook at CuriousCousinsOkay Podcast. Okay. And of course, you can find us on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and and Google. So just tell them what to keep it. Keep it kooky and spooky. Bye. Bye.